Welcome to a more perfect Collingswood. Hyper-local news from the greatest town in the world. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. And I'm Kate Delaney. All right. Today, um, you may have remembered from our last episode that Kate is running for commissioner uh, with a team. And what we're going to do is have her uh, give, you know, one just one thing about uh, her campaign or the town that she's hoping to improve or change um, if she is uh, elected. So, Kate, why don't you take it away? What do you what do you want to tell us about today? Sure. So one of our main four planks of our campaign is good governance, um, which is probably no surprise to people that know me, Jen Rossi and Bill Johnson, that this is something we really care about. So for us, this means more participation and a much clearer process about how decisions are made in terms of contracts, funds, laws that are written. Um, so, you know, from concrete things, like we'd like to see caucus sessions or work sessions happen in town so people can watch our commissioners make decisions. This doesn't happen or has never happened as far as I know in Collingswood that we really see elected officials debate and reach conclusions um, to just greater scrutiny of contracts. So, you know, local government, county government award a lot of public contracts and we want to make sure that those are in the best interest of Collingswood. Um, other good government things we want to do, um, again, to, you know, increase participation. So make sure that, you know, we have people on various boards and commissions that are asking questions and bringing new ideas to the table. Um, I'm interested in an environmental commission that I think would help make sure that environmental concerns are front and center. Um, so again, you know, thinking about transparency and increased participation and checks and balances on the process of government. All right. Um, so then like, then like how, how mechanically are you, are you planning on doing that? Like, how does that work? Well, I think that the caucus session is something that can definitely, you know, occur pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it does exist in every other municipality. Yeah. And that just means that I, as a county re- or as a township resident could come to those meetings and, and watch as ordinances are being debated. Exactly. Right. So you and I have done the lurking in the hallway thing <laughs> outside <laughs> the closed door meetings, but instead you would be let in. Yeah. And press could come in and people could, you know, so it's, watch that take So it's place. taking those closed-door meetings and opening the door. Right. Okay, and I that think, sounds good to me. Yeah, for contracts, it means, you know, greater awareness of what contracts we are appointing people to every year um, and just scrutinizing them rather than just regularly turning them over. Now, as listeners know, I'm here with um, future mayor Kate Delaney. But what you may not know is I'm here with other future mayor, <laughs> my daughter Roxanne, who is one year old. So if you hear some baby noises in the background, uh, that's her trying to get on the podcast. Uh, so what? So what? So let's say let's say you're in charge and you need to you know have a contract for like sewer maintenance or something. Then what? What? What do you do differently that the the current uh, leadership is not doing? So, as you know, having been involved with Collings of Davis for Change, right, that we were advocating for um, more RFPs to go out. So making sure that contracts are actually going out to bid. What's an RFP for the Uh, listeners that don't know? An RFP or RFQ, a request for um, proposals or a request for qualifications. Um, There is a little bit of difference between the two, and we'll come back to that later when we talk about the GIF. but again, right, so we had a lot Kate, of contracts. I know, you can't wait to get to the gist. I know. A lot of contracts that just weren't going out to bid. Um, and, you know, that's problematic in a lot of ways. And right? what does that mean when it's not going out to bid? 
It means it's really just going out to someone. Um, usually this is someone part of the pay to play process. And so they just they just pick someone and are like, you, we're hiring you. Yes. And I mean, we've got a lot of issues of, you know, a patronage system in Camden County. So, you know, these contracts really can keep that system going. And that's really problematic to democracy. Gotcha. Well, if that sounds good to you, then Kate, when is the election? Uh, May 11th. All right. We'll vote on May 11th if any of that sounds uh, concerning to you. All right. Um, on to our regular feature, the commissioner's meeting recap. This last one was on December 7th. Uh, we'll post the agenda, a link to the agenda in the show notes. Um, it started off with a second reading of the fire ordinances that we discussed last episode. Um, they weren't that interesting, but it reminded me. So th- what they're doing is they're, they're just they we're creating a new position, um, for the fire department for a person that does various tasks, including um, fire inspections. And I don't know if a lot of people know about these fire inspections because uh, you would only know if you rent in town. Uh, Now I own my house, but before I owned it, um, because we didn't have the money at the time, my mother actually bought it and we were renting it from her. And one of the things they subject renters to are these fire inspections uh, where a representative from the fire company comes out and inspects the house, uh, ostensibly for fire code violations, but they are really just like, seem to be there to harass renters. Um, They, first of all, apparently the fire code doesn't allow you to have extension cords, which sounds kind of insane to me because who doesn't have extension cords? Um, But yeah, so if they find any extension cords, they fail you. Um, But also they like will come out in the middle of winter and... They were like, oh, you need to pick up, uh, pick up after your dog in your backyard. And I'm like, is this, is this a fire code violation? And they actually made us paint the railing on the front porch to pass fire inspection. Right. Like, in, catch on fire, yeah, right. In the middle of winter. So this is just like, this is just like a, a well, you know, we think renters are not going to treat their property well. So we're going to go out and harass them and, and make sure that they're not, you know, bringing down the neighborhood character, which is like, you know. As a renter, it felt very like you know, unwelcoming, right. uh, and I didn't I didn't care for that at all. Um, so uh, yeah, hopefully um, you know somebody can change that in sometime in the future. I don't know who would do such a thing, <laughs> but uh, I hope somebody and will eliminate a two tiered system of uh, citizenship in Collingswood for right. renters versus owners. Yeah, yeah. and we've got some uh, some news about Parkview later. Uh, so we'll be talking a little more about how uh, the, the local government is treating our, our beloved renters. Um, right, that was the fire ordinance, just basically adding a, a person. And we talked about it last time. Um, they did a salary ordinance. They're increasing salaries by 2%, um, which is basically just keeping up with inflation. Mm-hmm. So seems reasonable to me. Uh, I don't know. Kate, you have any, any opinions on that? No. Okay. Um uh first reading of a water rent increase ordinance um i want to clarify when i say first reading how what is okay what's the process here so they have to do two readings of any ordinance um and it usually happens you know consecutively so first they'll be the first reading the next month is the second reading so they vote on it twice basically okay what's the and is that so so like the public knows and can comment before the final vote is taken. Yes. So in theory, if you know it's the first reading and you want to support it or you want to oppose it, 
as a resident, you can go and get your people and, you know, go out and, you know, make your voice heard. And same, we're the same way with the Board of Ed. Okay. Um, I feel like, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of what they want you to do is, is to make public comments at these meetings. Right. But if they... If they do the first reading and second reading at consecutive meetings, when are you supposed to tell them how you feel about it? I mean, that's why I think there needs to be another meeting. There yeah. needs to be a work session because, like you said, I mean, then this is, you know, the way Board of, Board of Ed has gotten better about this. Uh, the county still does a really terrible job with this. But this idea of here, this is the law that we're going to pass. Would you like to be heard? There you are. You were just heard. Now we're voting yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, as you know, from the advocacy that we did together with Collings with Neighbors for Change to get them at least to provide paper copies of the ordinance that they were going to be voting on. So before it was, you know, do you want to be heard on this law that we're going to pass? <laughs> you don't have a copy in front of you. You don't know what it says, but here's our public hearing. So I think that, you know, so often there is sort of this. I don't know. I, I don't know what the best word is, the nicest word is, but there's the idea of it's a public hearing, but it's really just in name only. And, you know, how could a person really be heard? Yeah. Well, Maybe I'm just I'm just happen. thinking about like, so what if I had, uh, you know, strong opinions about this water rent increase? Um, when would I the, the, the only time I could go and and give a public comment would be at the next meeting. But that's the one where they're going to do the second reading and pass it. Right. Yes. So and I think the I don't even think they give. Uh, space for public comments before they pass it but even if they do yeah, i mean right. what it, what whether i'm gonna i'm gonna be so persuasive that i convince them to uh you know throw out the whole plan that they that they obviously worked out in advance right and i've done that multiple times <laughs> anyone want to be heard yes i want to be heard and then i will say my piece on whatever the issue is mm -hmm. and then it's okay thank you and you'll be in the the, min the minutes basically that's yeah. all you know so it's like you have a chance to publicly object, but is that or support? But is that really how public engagement works? No, I don't think at all. I think work sessions could help. You know, they would say, oh, you can email me. We could have a private conversation. But these conversations also need to be on the record. So, yeah, I think that another public meeting is needed so that there can be deliberation and that the public can contribute to it and see it happen or else. Yeah, it's like, they, you know, they're enacting laws and you can watch and you can like it or you can not like it. But good luck. <laughs> All right. Well, the good news is I don't have strong feelings about this water rent increase. Um, apparently, there are the state set a bunch of water quality standards that um, one of our water treatment plants meets, but the other does not. Um, so they're renting temporary filters. And the uh, goal is to eventually build a new plant. Um, and they have to increase the water rent by 5% to pay for it. Um, I don't know. Seems reasonable to me. Kate, do you have any opinions? I mean, I think, yeah, <clears throat> we need to be investing in infrastructure of that sort. I think, I mean, I've definitely seen my water bill creeping up. And I, you know, if we use in the wood <laughs> as a test for <laughs> what is true or false in Collingswood. Always, um, always a good, uh, a yes, good decision. Exactly, my favorite dumpster fire. Um, I think a lot of people are experiencing that, right? So I mm -hmm. think, you know, if we have aging infrastructure. That needs to be a top priority. Okay. And so do you think this is going to help address that? Uh, it sounds like it. Okay. Or it sounds like there's a problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I guess, actually addressing it will be when they get around to building the new plant. Right. Right now we have shared services with yeah. Richardville and Pensacola. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully they do that. Um, next thing with A's, they appointed a few new officers. It was uh, not terribly interesting. I don't have any opinions about that. Um, and then here's 
All right, Kate, we're getting to it. We're going to we're going to talk about the GIF. <laughs> yeah. The, so the next thing they did was the acceptance of a reimbursement from the GIF uh, for certain police activities. And Kate, why don't you tell us about the GIF? That's that's J.I.F. J.I.F. Um, and I believe that the police are also joining the GIF. I, th- I think that the Collins of the police department is also joining it at the looking at the agenda. OK, well, what is um, the GIF? So the GIF, the Camden County Joint Insurance Fund, is a sort of cooperative purchasing of insurance and lots of municipalities, not all of them, I don't believe, but most in the county participate in the GIF. Um, So on its face, it sounds like a good idea, right? It's kind of like, you know, buying Costco, right? Yeah, it's pooled risk, right? So like the more people you have in your risk pool, the more dispersed the risk is. So if something goes bad for somebody, there's a lot of people that are helping to pay for it. Right. And nobody knows who is going to be the one who needs the money. So everyone like agrees, like we'll all take care of each other. Right. So, yes. And but the problem is we all will take care of each other. (laughs) Okay. So what actually happened? I brought this book with me. Your book is really helpful when you're on a podcast, but it's called Self-Corruption, How Unethical Conduct Undermines Good Government and What to Do About It. Um, And there's a whole section in here called uh, patronage pools or patronage pits. And that's basically what the GIF is. Okay. What does that mean? So the GIF hires a lot of um, a lot of people, right? It awards a lot of contracts. So it hires solicitors. Um, it hires, of course, insurance. The way it works is that the individual municipalities um, have a brokerage contract with Connor Strong and Bucklew. This is the insurance company of George Norcross. And then hey, George Norcross, George I've heard Norcross, of him. George Norcross, wearing a different hat, then. Um, locates services from two um, affiliated firms, risk management firms. Um, so it's very much, you know, like basically you're paying one arm of the octopus <laughs> to like, <laughs> and then they're giving money to the other tentacles of the Norcross machine. Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, if you look deeper are, pro- are problematic. So again, there's the issue of bids. Um, so rather than putting out RFPs, a request for proposals they put out RFPs. as you all know now so the difference then and so an rfp you're asking for like what is it going to cost if i hire you right so me as a contractor i put together a bid that says this is what i can do and this right. is what this is the price i can do it for right so and so yeah so saying you're going to hire bill tambusi so george Norcross's attorney right he puts out rfp saying this is what it costs instead we get rfqs saying i'm qualified for this job i'm not going to tell you what it costs up front so there's opaque things like that. There's okay. So, also- with the, so with an RFQ, me as the contractor, I just like send you my resume. And say. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this you know project. It costs friend. what it I costs. I just donated to your campaign. Yeah. You know me. So there's that. There's the RFQ. Hey, you make RFQs. it sound corrupt. Oh, I, I, I'm glad that's getting through. <laughs> um, some other things to know about the GIF that are problematic. Um, there is also, I'm looking at my little notes here so I don't mess up the wording, um, but they have it's kind of a loophole to get around open bidding. So the RFP versus the RFQ is one loophole. Um, so what, are there supposed to be open bids for everything? Yes, but there is an exception. And the exception is that you are allowed as a county, municipality, et cetera, to use the emergency and unspecifiable services loophole. So then in some instances you can get away with not going out to bid and say it is an emergency and you don't know what you need exactly so this is legit sometimes right if you need to get mm-hmm. rock salt for a storm you're not going to put it out to bid and wait to get the best price maybe because you need right. to salt the roads 
However, if you're going to need to hire an attorney for the GIF, that shouldn't be a surprise to you that you need to hire an attorney. You know every year that you need to do this. However, this loophole lets them get around having to put out, a, you know, a, a bid and really evaluate. Um, so they and that's what an RFQ is, is that, that that's the like emergency one. Um, it's called an EUS, okay. Emergency and Unspecifiable Services. Okay. And they, they use this to hire their attorney? Yes. And others. That's interesting. And like the auditor. Yeah, that right? doesn't sound like an emergency so at all. So you know someone's going to have to, yeah. So these, and again, it's the same people every every time. So mm-hmm. you don't need that loophole to hire Bill Tambusi in perpetuity. You can just. Right. So they clearly <laughs> just like, they have the guy they want to hire. And then they find out and... how to make it look legal. Yeah. And it, it does look legal I mean, because people aren't looking. Is it? But is it actually legal? Um, I mean, that's the problem with soft corruption is that <laughs> it's, you it's know, like technically legal. Gone. Yes, technically yeah. legal, but certainly wrong. So it's violating the spirit of the law, if not the letter. Exactly. Okay. And then, you know, so people as I'm talking to folks in town running for office, people are talking a lot about like affordability and concerns about keeping Collingswood affordable. Mm-hmm. So I would point to the GIF as something that. So like that brokerage fee that we pay every year to CSB to Connor Strong and Buckley, George mm-hmm. Cross's insurance company. It's like $100,000 like just courtesy fee that we pay right off the top. So all these fees add up, right? Then again, they all right. keep so, the... So what you're saying is that they're using this process to circumvent the bidding process. And the bidding process is there to keep the cost down. So so me as the taxpayer, you know, I'm, I'm paying more in taxes. Or I'm so I'm receiving less in services, right? Because this money is going to this, uh, you know, slush fund. Exactly. Right. Instead of you know going to the lowest bidder for each job, um, and then you know the money can be spent on either tax relief or better services. Yes, and I think it's also what keeps us in a political, you know, environment where you have a mayor running for his eighth term because these folks that get the jobs are also contributing to campaigns mm-hmm. so again you know a patronage system where people donate to the local electeds and then they get the jobs and then you know you just endlessly pass the money back and forth and of course it loops out all kinds of people that might be talented and better at the job we don't know so expensive and i think yeah i think it i think our you know our poorer state for it financially and also you know talent wise because we allow this to continue and i think camden county it seems like the more i Get familiar with state politics that we are uniquely terrible in this category. Sadly. <laughs> Good for us. <laughs> Good for us. We're doing a bad job with it. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving on from that, the next thing at the uh, the commissioner's meeting um, was the acceptance of, you know, a few other grants. Um, there's just then then there was some rejection of proposals for professional services, which I didn't quite understand. Do you know what was going on with this? There was like something to do with local political contributions, and they had to reject all these proposals and re-advertise them because there was some kind of there was some kind of issue with the uh, with the request for proposals that they put out. I have not dug in to that yet. Um, I will, but okay. yeah, it sounds yeah. It's it just it sounded weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know anything about it, and that's what I have you for, Kate. Yeah, you're I the mean, one who's supposed to know things. Uh, okay, I'll, work, we'll work on. I'll <laughs> look at those particular um, contracts. But okay. yeah, I mean, there is obviously, and I mean, you know, there are laws in the books in Collingswood about pay to play. Um, there was actually a campaign that was run that our current mayor, you know, rent supported pay to play, and mm. residents were able to get laws in the books. Yeah, um, 
The problem is it's not, you know, so easy as like, you know, somebody gives him some money directly and then he gives them the job, right? A lot of it is funneled through um, the Camden County Democratic Committee. So there is, you know, there's not a really, you know, smooth trail, right? Right. You know, you have to track it down a little bit. You got it. That's how how machine politics works, Kate. Exactly. You got to give it to the one end and it comes out the other end. Exactly. Uh, but no, this sounded like what they were what they, what they were saying was it, that it was like not advertised correctly or something. So they just didn't get a lot of bids. Right. Um, and they didn't get bids uh, from the right people. Right. Which I don't know. Given, given what you've been telling us, um, well, you know, sounds, sounds a little more sinister I than I, I did the, at first glance. The bid opening for the public safety building, me and Bill Johnson went. Mm-hmm. And they read all the people that submitted. And I already told Bill after looking at um, Elec, I was like, I know what firm is going to get it. And then they didn't get it. And I was like, huh. And then come to find out, like two days later, they canceled the original bid winner and gave it instead to the company that I was like, of course, they give the most money. They're supposed to win. Yeah. Now, when you say Elec, that's the site where you can see everyone's campaign contributions. Yes. NJ Election Law Enforcement Commission. Gotcha. Check it out. So wait, you're saying that the contract went to the company that made campaign contributions to the the mayor? Um, I don't think know if they directly donated to Mally, but I plugged all the names into Elec and I could tell who was. Uh, So who were they contributing to? Like the party? Yes. Okay. I mean, we have the one party system, so yeah. (laughs) Um, And Jingoli, who was one of the project managers, they do a lot of donating. So they have their sign up there on Hadnav. Gotcha. Well, that doesn't sound ideal. Um, all right. Then they did a bunch of other boring stuff. Um, they're going to... They postponed voting on the contracts with the uh, police, Fraternal Order of Police. Um, so I guess we'll look to look to be hearing about that in the future. Um, and then they announced that Joan Leonard is retiring. Uh, Joan Leonard, as you know from our last episode, or from just, you know, paying attention mm-hmm. in town, is uh, one of the commissioners... Um, and so the, in the May election, it will be, uh, Mally and Lewandowski running, but the, there will be a mystery third candidate that they're running with, um, that Kate probably has all kinds of insider information on, (laughs) but it's probably not going to tell us. Um, lastly, okay. They were talking about, they were saying, warning us that the Camden County COVID numbers are rising, Mm -hmm. which is very true. Um, so everyone, you know, do your thing, stay home. Don't, don't, don't take crazy risks. Wear your masks. Um, I've been like really happy with how well everyone is doing with wearing masks, by the way. Uh, I have friends all over the country and they, they, they keep telling me these horror stories about how they go out and there's just nobody in masks. Um, and so I'm like pretty proud of our, our area for uh, taking it seriously. Yeah. I can't even imagine like people being led into stores and stuff. I've seen people yeah. reminded Mm-hmm. Put it over your nose, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have seen some masks on chins and uh, not on noses, but uh, you know, by and large, I think everyone's been been pretty conscientious about it. Um, and uh, so the last thing was that we got an update on that Samore. So if you uh, are not aware, I don't know how you could have missed it. Uh, that Samore was the uh, Italian restaurant at Haddon and Collings in that like triangle. Mm-hmm. area there that is like basically falling apart right and it was falling up they closed like what two three years ago it's been a long time it's, yeah. been, years. it's been years definitely. um and they they just had this like crumbling facade mm-hmm. 
that they apparently keep telling the uh, commissioners that, oh, yeah, we're going to fix it. We're going we're gonna to fix it. Um, and they haven't been fixing it. Um, but they work has they have done a little bit of work on it and they claim that they're they're going to be doing a lot more in the uh, you know the near future so hopefully we'll be seeing some results from that i was in a meeting pre-covid where they were there the owners Mm -hmm. and they said something about like replacing floors and pipes and it sounded like the work had begun inside and wasn't happening on the outside yet but i'm not sure the details of that well i know they've been threatening to uh use eminent domain to take the building so uh, hopefully that spurs some action. Um, and also uh, electric and gr- gas have been run to Montegrillo, which is a new restaurant coming soon. Right, like sort of across the street from uh, that Zamore. Uh, so that should be moving in soon. Uh, and that was the end of the meeting. Next meeting next meeting will be on December 29th at 10 a.m. Yeah, they always do that. Okay. Yep. I was not aware of this. This is just like a, they have a morning meeting at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Yes. Why? Um, they call it like their cleanup meeting okay. and it's like last minute budget stuff. And yeah, they do that every year. All right. Sounds riveting. It's not, it's not riveting. <laughs> it's also very brief, but. It's okay, going. good. Well, uh, I, I assume we'll be covering that on our sure. next episode. Yeah. So, uh, come back. I, I, you know, uh, uh, urge you to go, you know, attend the meeting. I think they're doing it virtually still. Yeah. So just, well, you know, Zoom, watch it, watch it on Zoom mm-hmm. or watch it on YouTube the next day. Um, and, uh, you know, come back here to uh, get get the best part, our takes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what else is going on? Uh, now, I read uh, a, uh, a, an op-ed in the retrospect recently about things going on in Parkview by one Kate Delaney. <laughs> so do you, do you know anything about that? I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented writer. <laughs> Uh, no, so what's going on in Parkview? Yeah, so the Parkview situation is very concerning. Um, you know, there's people posting that are residents, uh, Parkview posting on social media all the time that they don't have heat. And it seems like the situation is getting worse rather than being remedied. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my op-ed basically said, like, you know, Morgan Properties needs to be held responsible. Apparently, there was just a story that came out yesterday about um, heat problems at other properties. So this isn't just Parkview. This is really Morgan Properties that, you know, is mistreating residents or, you know, they've also been doing other things like they were threatening eviction, even when there was the um, executive order from the governor suspending evictions, they were still sending out eviction notices. So that was happening, you know, March, April. Um, So again, I think that there needs to be some consequences for Morgan properties that, you know, something like a quarter of the town lives in Parkview. So this is a giant chunk of our community that lives there. And yeah, I think it's more than a quarter. Yeah, it's a giant, giant number uh, that are living, you know, in the middle of December without heat. Um, So, I mean, questions I think that residents of Collingswood should be asking is firstly, you know, what is happening over there? Is there any code enforcement? So, as you said, Wes, there's already, you know, some harassment maybe of renters or there's uh, some, you know, questions asked during those fire inspections that maybe are needless. Yeah, I hope they're not using any uh, extension cords. Right. You know, somebody somebody really ought to be checking that. So, you know, if, yeah. So, you know, is someone going over when there's complaints? Yeah. How regularly? And, but, you know, are they being fined? They should be fined if this is, if this, I mean, people are telling yeah. me, you know, if they got mold on the walls, they've got leaking pipes, they can't get anyone, they call, no one responds. You know, there's slumlords. There needs to yeah. be consequences. But here's, corporate slumlords. But here's, here's what I don't get about... Because they don't have... There's a bunch of apartments that don't have heat, right? Right. 
those apartments, the heat's eventually going to get fixed, right? They're not just going to like leave the heat off forever. I have no idea. I have no so idea what's going on. Why? Why does it take so long? Right. Like, so what I, is it? What is what is the incentive to the landlord to like? Well, we'll fix to, to not fix the heat right away. Right. I don't get it. Yeah, there's been other things that I've heard from residents. Like they suspended the um, the shuttle to Patco and the shuttle to for seniors to go on shopping trips. Mm-hmm. And some of that, you know, it wasn't that they like suspended it temporarily because of COVID. They were just like, this is done now, and here's a link to call yourself a cab. So. You know, I think that the residents' quality of life is really, you know, impacted by this. And the municipal government should be stepping in. Um, so, again, you know, what is happening over there? And this is also one of the um, properties that has an abatement, a tax abatement in town. So, you know, they're not paying their full share of taxes. And this is how they're treating our neighbors. I think they should not have a tax abatement. You know, this is ridiculous. They are not good actors and you know this is again it speaks to the fire inspections how are we treating renters there was a comment that the mayor made um during all the airbnb stuff about working the success of collingswood really hinged on his work to get rental units out of our neighborhoods Uh, which is a troubling statement i think we want to have you know mixed income mixed you know demographics in our town in our neighborhoods so, you know, to just neglect a giant segment of our community, I think, you know, is really, it's not good government. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, my heart kind of goes out to the residents. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope, I hope they're, they're getting their heat back on. It's been, it's, we've had a, a bit of a cold snap. So, yeah, and uh, these are kids that go to the schools that mm-hmm. are remote learning in these cold apartments. Uh, oh, yeah, and you can't really go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I know there are people in town that were like buying them space heaters. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the community is coming through. But, you know, I connected with someone who is a senior who has COPD and limited mobility and is, you know, in those buildings. There's mold growing in their apartment. Um, you know, one of the people that posted on In the Wood is, you know, pregnant, a couple mm-hmm. months pregnant. And, you know, it talks about it sitting in front of the space heater to stay warm. This is this should not be. No. I mean, they're, yeah, it's a, you know, the apartment, uh, landlords have a duty right. to keep the, the places livable. Like, that's the minimum thing that a landlord has to do. Right. So uh, I feel like this is just, uh, it's illegal. It's illegal and, and they're a huge company. Yeah. They can they can afford to treat their residents right. Yeah. And they um, need to be forced to do it. Yeah. And I hope the, uh, I hope the residents get some kind of resolution over this, um, you know, some, financially. If nothing else. Right. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that and we'll let you know if we hear anything else about it. Um, other news. This is much better news. We might be getting a weed store. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so this is I'm excited about this because, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like weed legalization was definitely a good move. Um, it's something that a lot of states have done and it's turned out fine. Um and there's, you know, there was originally all this panic about it. And then everyone just kind of collectively shrugged and was like, oh, I guess it's not a big deal. <laughs> uh, so and uh, I, I saw so I saw an interview uh, where the uh, the mayor was saying that we are uh, maybe getting that, that we're not we're not going to say no, no weed stores allowed, which is what I assumed, because, you know, that's we're we're, uh, you know, a dry town. Right. And you couldn't see I was doing air quotes there because we we have a, <laughs> we have a brewery right. and um, 
you know, the, the bottles of wine get sold. Right. But like they just so they just like don't want bars, I guess. Right. Um, which seems silly to me, but who nobody asked me. Um, but yeah, they're so they're they're going to allow probably a uh, marijuana dispensary um, and they'll probably be out on one thirty. Right. As they're saying, they don't want it in, you know, residential neighborhoods because mm-hmm. it's, you know, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want drugs in the neighborhoods. Um, but yeah, that so that's cool. I'm uh, I'm happy about that. I don't smoke a lot of weed, but, you know, I think it's cool that our our uh, towns decided not to be, uh, you know, curmudgeons about it. What's your take, Kate? Yeah, I think, like you said, it passed and it passed with, you know, a lot of support. So, yeah, it makes I'm sense. Sure, I'm sure you're much more concerned with the uh, social justice aspects. Yes. And there needs to be more done there. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh, at least, uh, you know, people not not getting arrested for it. Is good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything okay. else? Um, I was going to talk freeholders really briefly. Okay, go for it. So uh, the freeholders do have caucus sessions. So the freeholders meet the second or sometimes the third week of the month. All right, when you say, and if you didn't remember from last episode, freeholders are the people running Camden County. Yes, the county commissioners. They And they are technically now county commissioners. They changed the name. So that adds a little bit of clarity, maybe. Um, and... Yeah, they oversee the roads, the parks, the jails, the libraries, the vocational schools, county college. Um, They award a lot of contracts to a lot of white-collar professionals. Um, Well, I'm sure they do that in a, uh, you know, ethical and and transparent way. (laughs) Yes. So they meet the second or sometimes the third week of the month, depending on when the spirit moves them, maybe. Um, I thought it was the second week, so I was annoyed that it was apparently different this month. Um, so one issue that I brought up that other community members or other you know people paying attention to county issues have been expressing concern about is the number of warming stations in Camden City. So warming stations should be available to the homeless, um, especially this time of year. And um, advocates have been pointing out that there are not enough of them. So I asked. And so are warming stations that just somewhere like homeless people can go go to, you know, not freeze? Exactly. Okay. So one thing that I don't have the info on, but I want to find out is, you know, what is the average number per municipality and especially per city? So there's 70,000 people in Camden City. Um, I asked how many warming stations we have in Camden City, how many there currently are, and was told that they are getting two, which will bring them up to the grand total of three. That doesn't sound like that many. That doesn't sound like that many. Um, So, like I said, activists have been concerned seeing a lot of homeless out on the street this time of year. Um, The freeholders said that they were having trouble figuring out how to do it because of COVID and social distancing, et cetera. Um, Yeah, that seems legit. It does seem. It seems like it would be. It would certainly make things harder. Yes, but Um, not impossible. No, and one thing that came up pre-COVID, that time long ago (laughs) when we still went places like people. There was never a pre-COVID case. I think there was. I don't believe you and your legends. Because in February there was an past February there was an in-person meeting of the Camden County Freeholders. What we thought was pre-COVID. Exactly. that was in person that I went to, and there was an item on their agenda that I have printed out and have with me. Um, a resolution authorizing the allocation of funds from the Camden County Homeless Trust Fund 
to Cooper Plaza Associates for Cooper Plaza Townhouse Preservation Project in the amount of $150,000. So I asked the freeholder director what exactly this involved because it's money from the Homelessness Trust Fund. Mm -hmm. So that's money that should be going to help those experiencing homelessness in Camden County. And it's going to this LLC for work on townhouses. So I asked, are the homeless going to be in the townhouses? Are, is this construction for the homeless? Um, I didn't really get a direct answer. I also expressed some concern because when I tried to look up Cooper Plaza Associates LLC online, I was not able to do that immediately. I did, however, go to the state of New Jersey to the Division of Revenue and Enterprise Services, where for the low, low price of 60 cents, I could buy all the documents of this organization. And it turns out that the head of this organization is um, Michael J. Levitt, who is also the head of Michael's organization, which does a lot of redevelopment and is closely aligned to George Norcross. So it seemed to me that this was probably not the most impactful way to help the homeless. $150,000 feels like it could go a long way. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if they're building townhouses for the homeless. Right. That'd be, uh, you know, a good housing first uh, initiative. But sounds like that's it's if that's what they were doing, they would probably say so. Yes. And that's not what they said. And they didn't tell me who really ran this corporation. So it feels to me like there needs to be a great deal more information about decisions made for this homeless trust fund which is a good idea and lots of counties do it and then you know basically ideas like anytime anyone like has paperwork they have to settle with the county clerk's office they a small percentage of the fee goes to this fund um but again it should be going to the homeless and to people experiencing homeless and there's lots of organizations that do this work so i don't think we need to give it to someone that's working on townhouses unless they are for the homeless well that sounds reasonable Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else? Um, yeah, that was that was probably the only excitement at the freeholder meeting. Okay. So, as as you know, if you listen to our last episode, I take a walk every week uh, or every day um, up, you know, through Knight Park, and I am uh, pretty upset with the state of our snow removal in the park, uh, and I don't understand why it's so bad. So. Like, there's no... The the sidewalks are just completely covered in snow. Like, nobody did anything. And of the roads that go through the park, um, which is where I walk with my uh, big, dumb stroller, um, <laughs> only half of them were plowed. So they would, like, plow half the street and then not the other half, which totally baffles me. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with snow removal in uh, in the parks. And, Kate, you were telling me that Cooper River is just as bad, right? Yeah, well, it's the same thing where the sidewalks aren't plowed. Mm-hmm. So there's all these people that are just like walking in the road with, which feels not great. It gets yeah, dark and, earlier, and and that's what that's yeah. what I've had to do, is uh, I've just we've just been walking in the street, right, with my stroller and my, <laughs> and my dog, right, uh, which you know I don't I don't like I don't love doing, and uh, you know some of the streets are covered in ice too, right, yeah, um, but really like you know the streets they at least tried. Right. Like a plow went up and down them, it seems like. Right. Right. In Night Park, they're just, the, the sidewalks were not shoveled. Right. Nothing, not a single thing was done. And like on some of the streets, they just weren't plowed. Right. So I don't know what's going on with that. All right. Well, we're going to close our show, as we always do, with things that we love about Collingswood. Yes. So, Kate, what do you love about Collingswood this month? 
So one thing that happened just last night that was really nice and involved a lot of uh, ingenuity from residents um, was some PTA parents at Garfield arranged a secret Santa and they got all these people to join a Facebook group and then people swapped names of kids and then ran around and delivered presents and then there was a big Zoom where kids, you know, guessed who got them their present and it was really, it was really cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did, uh, did your kids uh, participate? They did. And did they have a great time? They did have a good time. And oh, it's good. nice because this is usually like a holiday party in the classroom kind of thing. So it was awesome that parents Ro- stepped up. Roxanne did not participate because she is one. Right. She'll, she'll have... Next year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be a very precocious right. two-year-old. Uh, so what I love about Collingswood this month is all the Christmas lights. Um, I, my, so my wife has gone back to work. And so she gets home after dark now. So we take our we, we take our walk in the dark, and we uh, you know we have a, a little uh, glow in the dark uh, collar. That's good. I was for gonna my say dog. your street walking is sounding more dangerous. By yeah, the, the dog though the dog has a light up collar, so okay. she glows green. Aw, uh, Rudolph. Yeah, <laughs> and we have a uh, and we have a uh, like a bike light that we that we mount on the front of the stroller. Okay. So uh, you know we're, we're trying to I be like safe. It. But uh, it's been really great to walk around and see all the Christmas lights everyone's put up. Right. Um, it's really great. And it, um, I think people have been uh, doing a little extra this mm-hmm. year because what else are you going to do? There's that one house on Collings. I don't know what cross street it is that has mm-hmm. all those huge like blow ups. Yeah. yeah. My kids love them. There's like there's a ton of great houses all around Night Park mm-hmm. that um, that just like really went all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's that if you um, they have like a uh, a map that you can download that's like all the people that entered the the Christmas light contest. Oh, nice. Um, so you can check that out, and I urge you to because it's it's really it's pretty cool, and it's uh, there's a lot of uh, you know Christmas things people can't do this year, but it's nice to go around and see all mm-hmm. the lights and everything. All right, well that's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back probably some some point after this uh, December 29th yeah. meeting. Um, and uh, you know, subscribe to our feed. Bye. Thanks. Bye.